This is Christian Warrior Woman, and this is Lisa Hawkins. I want to say what a great day it is. It's Easter Sunday, and I want to start with an Easter Sunday prayer for each of you and myself, and as we go and as we walk and as we view this day and the days to come in the light of the Lord. So, Lord God, you love this world so much that you gave your one and only Son, that we might be called your children too. Lord, help us to live in the gladness and grace of this Sunday and every day. Let us have hearts of thankfulness for your sacrifice. Let us have eyes that look upon your grace and rejoice in your, our salvation. Help us to walk in that mighty grace and tell your good news to the world. All for your glory, I pray, Lord. Amen today and every day, Lord. Let us walk in your glory. And something that I want you to think of in a quick snippet about the resurrection. And you could, whether you read it in Matthew or in Luke, the one thing that is striking, that when the Lord is praying and he asks God, that could he let this cup pass. Here was Jesus, the Son of God, who already knew the outcome, already knew why he was making the sacrifice. But was this easy? The persecution, the, you know, being humiliated, being shamed, being spit upon, he still knew that this would be a painful struggle, even though he knew that he had created every man and creature that would afflict him. But the great news is he knew the outcome, but that didn't change that the struggle was real. And that's what I want to share with each of you. I know many women, whether you're struggling in loneliness, financial struggle, or sickness, or wayward children, or unemployment, Um, your struggle is real. And sometimes as believers, we tell people have more faith. To me, what does that mean? If you're hungry, that means I need to help feed you. If someone is struggling with their children, maybe you can pray for them or maybe you can talk to them. Give them some relief. If it's a small child and the mom is single, maybe just having a break for an hour of someone taking that child. We as believers have to think more in the spirit of love and not, oh, it's not my problem. It is because our role is to show the love. The Lord still loved humanity as he hung on that cross. The Lord could have easily said, you know what? I was about to do this, but after all all that you have done to me, that I'd have changed my mind. Because all of us know we might have taken that standpoint. And thank God, he's God and he's Jesus and we're lowly people. But I want you to think about who you are in the world. If you are struggling, then you need to have a prayer partner or a person that can help you 
make it over this hump. Because in the midst of the struggle, when it's at its peak, that means you're about to cross over to change, um, recovering, reclaiming, resurrecting your finances, your dreams, your homes, your children. Don't let the midst of the battle that you think to turn back. When you're in the middle of a fight, that's not the time you put your hands down, right? When you go out, if, you know, I used to always say if I had to be Muhammad Ali and go out in the boxing ring, as soon as I would have saw them, I would have just made them chase me. Chase me around, right? Get my money, but chase me around and hope they don't catch me. <clears throat> Excuse me. But in all seriousness, when we are in the thick of a fight, we can't look back. We can't be focused on regretting and what we did, what we should have did and what we didn't do. We have to be focused on what does the word say? And these are the scriptures I want to encourage you with today on what the Lord says when we're in the midst of our struggle. It's not what husband said, popo said, your uncle said, your, your daddy said, your mama said, or your friend said. What did God say he will do for you? Whether your husband serves God or doesn't, what did God say to the believer? You are the believer. I want you to have your mind right in this thought. So what are a couple of things that the word says about overcoming? Well, one, we could start with who the Lord is. He's my, we'll go to um, think of Psalms 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Many times when you ask, and if you remember from my first two podcasts, when you ask the question, why? When you're in the midst of the struggle, why is it important? If you keep pulling back to that banana, why? You'll find what the fear is. Sometimes that fear is other people finding out your business. And as I said today to someone, other people have too many of their own problems to worry about you. Or it could be shame, how you are embarrassed. That's something you need to be healed of with God, whether your finances clear or not. You see, in our struggle, our weaknesses are are exposed. And the things that the enemy tempts us and taunts us with is exposed. And those are the things we need to break through. The breakthrough comes when we humble ourselves and realize we're not all that. Hello, can I say that again? That we're not all that. We are human, we are flawed, and we are going to make mistakes. But thank you, God, that we have a Jesus that intercedes on our behalf. Because if we were dealing with the Old Testament God, Um, burnt up, crispy on the corner, would I be, okay? So we need to focus on what he says he will do when we submit ourselves. So Isaiah 41, 13, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. I don't know about you, but those are like, magic words to my ears if God says I will help you so when you're praying and you're on your knees and you're in the midst of 
mess and struggle, Lord, that you can quote Isaiah and say, Lord, your word says that you will take hold of my right hand. And Lord, I give you my right hand and I will not fear. And sometimes we have to tell our things, ourselves things all day long. I will not fear. I will not fear. You know, first of all, the Lord doesn't give you the spirit of fear. But um, another scripture I want you to um, to know, Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. I can tell you, when you're stressed and oppressed and financially and with unrest, <laughs> you are your nerves, your attitude, you're quick to snap at people. And guess what? That's not going to bring us blessings. If anything, that's going to push people away and that's going to make people question who you really believe. Oh, I thought she was a Christian. She got a little problems and she's all in a tizzy. That's what they'll say, right? We want our reputation and our faith represented. Second Timothy, let's see if I want to go there. Um, Because that kind of talks to you about not being quarrelsome. We've kind of talked about that a little bit. And um, James 1.19, sorry, 1.19 through 21 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth. Do I need to say that again? All moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And I want to plant these words in you today, that God is for you and not against you. We want to stay and believe. We don't want to be angry. We don't want to be upset. But as it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So when I'm praying and I'm crying and I'm snotting and I'm tearing and I'm like, Lord, I know that you care for me. Lord, I know that you have a plan and purpose for me. Lord, I know that you love me. You died to set me free from anxiety, from from poverty, from sickness, disease. Is that true? We have to believe that. So, my brothers and sisters, I want you to be transformed. Romans 12, I'm going to do verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I want on this resurrection day for each of you to be able to test and approve, (coughs) excuse me, what God's will is for your life. Because that will and that purpose and that plan, it is good. It is pleasing. And the word says it is perfect. And we can only get there by admitting 
the change that needs to come over our lives. I want you to resurrect that sweet and that humble and that gracious person, that person who loves others and doesn't worry about what others does for them. Worry about that God sees your actions and rewards you for how you speak, how you act, and how you transact throughout your day. So I send you peace and joy and love this Easter Sunday. I pray that everything that the desires of your heart today are going to be resurrected and that stone that has been blocking you from your blessings will be rolled away and that you will walk forward and see the glory of God. Have a great beginning of the week and I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.